Welcome back to The Scotting Report. Joining us today is Anwar Malak. Anwar stands at six feet eight with a seven two wingspan. He's a forward for the St. Bonaventure Bonnies, and he is primed to be one of the most explosive and dominant first year players in all of college basketball. Anwar, thanks so much for joining the podcast. Thank you, man. Yeah, man. So in my notes here, it says that you're from Amsterdam. When did you make your pilgrimage over to the United States? Um, well, I was uh, pretty old when I went uh, to the United States for the first time. Uh, I was 18. So I started playing basketball relatively old. So uh, this was when the first time I went to play high school in America. Okay. And what was it like growing up in Amsterdam or, or near Amsterdam? Um, I mean, I actually like, um, obviously when you look me up on the internet, it's Amsterdam, but I actually grew up in a, a small town near it's like 20 minutes from it. It's called Almere. And yeah, it's, it, it was nice, man. It's, uh, it's a lot different than uh, the United States, obviously, you know, but, um, it was really nice. Um, it was, uh, like a big community, uh, community, everybody knew each other. Um, so yeah. While you were growing up, what other sports did you play? Did you play any? Yeah, I did. I actually played soccer. For, that was my first love. Like, uh, I'm still passionate about it, you know. Like, I still watch every uh, soccer game that I can. But uh, all of a sudden, I grew so tall that and I was not that good at it. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, 6'8 striker. I can't imagine someone really being able to guard that. You know, if someone puts the ball up in the air, you're just going to go head it. Plus, you've got long strides. I can just see you being a real problem out there. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking, but I think I just did not have the skill for it. Growing up, you know, near Amsterdam in the Netherlands, what was the basketball scene like for you? What did you experience? Uh, like in the Netherlands, um, basketball is like it's not that big. Like obviously, as in the United States. So when I started, it all started just for fun. Um, but when uh, some coaches saw me and saw my potential, everything started to become a little bit more serious. And after one year of playing basketball, the goal was directly to go to America as soon as possible. That makes sense. You know, this is where the scene is. So what what ended up leading you to discover St. Bonaventure, ultimately go to St. Bonaventure? How did that process unfold? Well, first of all, one of my best friend goes here too. William Saizono, he committed here first. Um, then that's how they found me. Uh, they found me through him. And when I just talked to the coaches and uh, uh, I had the Zoom call with them, I just uh, immediately felt a family environment and really felt comfortable with them and trusted them to help me develop as a basketball player. Did you have any offers from any other schools? Yeah, I had uh, a couple more schools. Uh, I had a couple Zoom calls. Um, um, like all the coaches were really nice to me. And obviously because of COVID, it was really hard because you could not like do an in-person meeting and do a visit and all that. So it was really hard to make a, a great decision off, off of Zoom calls. But I'm really glad I made this decision. So as an American, I kind of take the NBA for granted. It's, you know, the association has just always been so available to me and mm-hmm. popularized. And though it's popularized in other countries, I don't think it's to the same extent. So I'm curious, growing up in the Netherlands, did you watch a lot of NBA growing up? Or 
did you start to watch it when you picked up basketball or you know what was your experience like with the nba and and what is it like now um i still watch the nba right now like obviously when i'm uh right here with school it's a lot more easy uh to watch the nba games because like at 7 p.m or uh, 9 p.m like when i was i used to be in the netherlands the games would be at like 2 a.m 3 a.m so yeah so <laughs> i could not always watch it but there was a time um when i just started playing basketball i was really into it and i was like just mess messing up my whole sleeping schedule just to follow the whole uh nba games so i'm curious who do you look at in the nba and think i want to play like them to be honest that's a really a hard question where people ask me that like I, I never look at a player and say um oh i want to play like him you know like I, I try to look at several players and try to pick from each of them like a certain skill and add it to my bag but my favorite player in nba is Giannis. this is Giannis Antetokounmpo, and it just kept on going since uh, like i think i took a lot of from uh his game style like with his long strides going from taking off on the three-point line and stuff and uh, a lot of people try to compare me to him. But. Fair enough. So, so it's funny that you bring up Giannis because you do get a lot of comparisons to Giannis. And it's super rare for really any player to get a Giannis comparison. I mean, he's so long and athletic and dominant. And <laughs> there's really no one like him in the league, you know, other than his brother. And so I'm wondering from your perspective, why do you think you get those comparisons to Giannis? Um, I think just how my body is built, like, obviously he's a lot taller than me, uh, like two inches taller than me, but I think in like my wingspan is a lot taller than how tall I am. So, and I think I use that in the same way as he uses it. Well, I don't think I get compared to another. Like, I think I can guard the positions one through four easily. So, uh, because of my body and, uh, I just think he he can go one through five, to be honest. Yeah, uh, he's six eleven and absolutely guards yeah. the five position all the time, and you know can flip around just like you can. Um, but you know he always wasn't like that. How how old are you right now? I'm twenty one. Twenty one. Okay, so it's possible you're done growing. You might not be done growing. You're what six eight with a seven two wingspan. Yeah, I have a seven two wingspan. I'm more of a towards the six nine than the six eight. Oh, there you go. You're 6'9". You grew an inch since my last sentence. <laughs> and by the way, you know, I'm just thinking about all the guys in the NBA who can guard one through five. If that specific goal mm-hmm. is so important to you, you could put on a little bit of size because I think about the guys who are somewhere between 6'6 six, six and 6'9", six, like, you know, PJ Tucker, Draymond Green, Montrez mm-hmm. Harrell. They're all closer to 6'6 six, six than they are 6'9". And they can all guard, you know, the center position pretty well, I would say. So, you know, if you really wanted to, you could absolutely get there just by putting on some size, I imagine. No, that's the goal, going one through five. Transitioning over to St. Bonaventure, this year, you guys are dangerous. There is a lot of knowledge and veteran leadership on this team because of all of the seniors who are returning, a couple super seniors. And, you know, you guys have just been very good, you know, in and out of the top 25 I look at you guys as a team with a lot of potential as the season progresses. How are you enjoying learning from this team as this is your first year in the college basketball realm? 
Um, it's just great, uh, especially having five seniors coming back. Uh, they have a lot of experience. Um, you can like um, all the great games they played last year. They showed how good they are. Um, I'm uh, blessed enough to be able to play against them every day of practice. So that's how I learned a lot from them to be able to play against all conference players every day. So some people might not know, but you're dealing with a little bit of an injury that's been keeping you out. My question is, how have you managed to stay motivated in recovering? Because I know the recovery process can be really grueling. You know, you're a student, you've got all that to focus on, which is, you know, Mm -hmm. a full-time job on its own. But then you're a student athlete who now has to not only do the rigors of the training and, and the recovery on top of being a student, but then you don't get the actual um, benefits of going out and getting to play. So what has been keeping you motivated and mentally strong in order to continue to push along and get better? Yeah, um, at first it was hard, you know, like, uh, especially when um, you go into your freshman year, you're, you have a lot of motivation, you really hype to play and show the coaches what you can do and all that. And when that's taken away from you for the first few months, uh, that's can be really discouraging. But I talked to a lot of people that are close to me in my circle, and um, they helped me a lot through it. And I just uh, kept on looking at the bigger picture. What I, what can I do next year? Like, how can I get my body ready for next year and be a player, like one of the first options for next year? That's how I kept motivating myself. Okay, I'm going to work for next year to be one of the best options. And that's just how it went, man. Well, um, just as a supporter, I, I want to quickly say, hang in there. You're doing great. I imagine out of all the college basketball players, you're one of the few who have not been playing their whole life, or at least for the last 10 years even. So you're really on the right track. Just you know, keep getting better. Start you know, honing in on your craft and continuing to improve that. You're going to be a great player. I'm really excited to see you out there. So thank you. Okay, let's have a little fun. Who would you rather box out, Aaron Donald or Joel Embiid? Uh, that's a good one. Uh, to be honest, Joel Embiid, I think I can uh, grab a little basketball skills out of my bag to maybe help myself, you know? Like, he's a big dude, but if I have to block out the other guys, it's going to be a lot of trouble. Yeah, smart answer. About your jersey, you're currently wearing number 41. Does that have anything to do with Dirk? Because he's such a popular European player. I wonder if there's any connection there. Um, nah, 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 not to Dirk. Um, I actually um, wanted to wear number 14, but it's a retired jersey over here. Um, but so I flipped it, the one in the four. It was more a uh, tribute to my mom. Uh, she passed away when I was six, and uh, February 14th. So... The, that's one why the one for I'm so sorry uh, to hear that and what a great way to tribute your mother mm-hmm. Anwar um, outside of the world of basketball what do you like to do what would you consider some of your hobbies um I like, like soccer man to be honest soccer and gaming obviously um I play a lot like a lot of basketball players play 2k all day I play FIFA you know every day man like <clears throat> my favorite team is uh, FC Barcelona Football, you know, messy. So I just I fought, I watched every game they play. Uh, right now, the Africa Cup is uh, going on, so I'm 
following my country back, uh, Morocco. My dad's from Morocco, so I'm following them right now. Uh, yeah, but yeah, man. So uh, that's all I do, man. Soccer and gaming. Since you brought up Morocco, a place I've been dying to visit. Oh, it's good, man. You should. Yeah. If I were to go to Morocco, what is the first thing you would recommend that I do? First thing you should do, I would go to the beach in Casablanca, man. It's it's great. I, I actually lived in Morocco for a few years when I was younger. Yeah, when I was six to 12. Oh, man, I'll be there. I don't know when, yeah. but I definitely, it's at the very top of my list. Yeah, I did, man. <laughs> One of the teams uh, in Casablanca was, uh, Morocco is great, man. You should definitely visit it. I have a question that uh, I like asking just athletes in general. What is your favorite cheat meal? No favorite cheat meal. Um, since I came to the USA, to be honest, Chick-fil-A. I'm not going to lie. I love Chick-fil-A. <laughs> the St. Bonaventure Bonnies. You're in Buffalo. You're really, you're right outside of Buffalo, but it's, I mean, you're right there. Do you have any ties to the Bills Mafia? Uh, to be honest, not really. Like I never watched football before coming to the United States. I'm not trying to make any Bills fans upset, but I, I was kind of uh, Patrick Mahomes. To be honest, I really liked him as a, uh, I really like him as a player since I came to America. Like I followed him, I really like how young he is and how good he's doing. So he was one of my favorite NFL players. So I was like, yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. How can you not like Mahomes? <laughs> when I look through your highlights, I see. You're very strong defensively, and you have an incredible aptitude for transition offense. My question for you is, what is the next part of your game that you're looking forward to developing? Um, I think my biggest part that I have to develop right now is uh, my half-court offense. Um, I only started playing basketball like five years ago, so my IQ, like I have a lot of catch-up to do with uh, experience-wise with other players. And then... It's kind of really shows in the half court. Like sometimes um, I don't see a cut that I should be making or a pass, that kind of stuff. So that's what I'm really focusing on right now. And it also just comes with playing a lot and just playing basketball a lot, watching basketball a lot. Uh, yeah, that's my main focus right now. That makes sense. I guess just like everything, there's a learning curve. So I want to end on a happy note. Can you take us through a moment in your basketball career specifically your favorite moment from a game is there anything that stands out to you yeah actually my favorite moment in uh my career so far is actually my fourth basketball game ever i did not know that much about basketball but somehow i had the bar in a fast break and i never dunked before i never even attempted to do it so, and that's when the first time I attempted to dunk and I made it. So I always use that against my friends to say, yeah, my first attempt wasn't good. You know, like uh, my first attempt, I already dunked it right away. So that's one, that was one of my favorite moments. Like I dunked it. I did not realize that was something good or not bad. Everybody was hyped and I was just looking around. Huh? What happened? What did I do? You know, so that was really nice. Your fourth basketball game. Wow. <laughs> How old were you? And... How tall were you in your fourth game? Uh, 16 at a time. I think 6'5". Yeah, around that height. Okay. I think my first dunk attempt was also, I think I made that as well, but it was definitely on like a three-foot-tall Fisher-Price basket. 
Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, Enwar, look, thanks so much for being here. I don't want to take too much of your time. Okay. It's been really great chatting with you. And I'm so excited to, you know, I keep saying it, but I'm so excited to see what the future holds for you. And, you know, you're a great guest and you're welcome back anytime. So good luck to you in your recovery and on your journey. And we'll talk soon. All right. Thank you for having me, man. Appreciate it. This podcast is hosted and produced by Scott Eisenstadt and co-produced by Central Park Sound. Audio production, editing, and theme song by Jordan Schiff. Make sure to rate and review this episode. And if you haven't already, please like, subscribe, and follow The Scotting Report wherever you listen to podcasts.